the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Any attempt to explain the parable of the wheat and the tares in today's gospel must begin with Jesus' own interpretation. In the passage in Matthew's gospel, subsequent to our gospel today, the disciples asked Jesus, explain to us the parable of the wheat and the tares. Jesus said, quote, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the children, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear. There are two essential points of emphasis in the parable, bearing fruit and judgment. The tares are a kind of weed that that looks like wheat but does not bear any edible fruit. Because of its deceptive appearance, the farmer lets the tares and wheat grow together into the harvest lest he pull up any good wheat by accident. At harvest, when it is all fully evident, the true nature of each, the farmer removes the tares from his harvest because they bore no fruit. In the judgment, God will remove from his presence all whose lives did not produce what he desired in them. This clear-cut nature of judgment in the parable, the sobering, When we talk about judgment, we tend to find a great deal of gray area and much uncertainty. But when Jesus talks about judgment, it always seems to be black and white. God will take the good and get rid of the bad. We explain so as to comfort. Jesus explains, it seems, so as to make us uncomfortable. We can understand the nature of judgment only if you understand the nature of fruit. You cannot harvest grain or any other fruit unless a seed is first planted, then it grows, then it produces the fruit. We cannot produce the fruit that God is looking for unless he has planted the seed of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Fruit is the organic result of God's presence in our lives. This principle of bearing fruit is explained by Jesus in a passage in John's Gospel, which, though it speaks of grape rather than grain, nonetheless addresses the same issue. Jesus said, quote, I am the vine, and my father is the husbandman. 
Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Now, the fruit Jesus is talking about is changed behavior. We bear fruit because God lives in us and causes us to think and act in new ways. Changed behavior is the evidence, the outward evidence, that we are living in Christ. The absence of changed behavior is evidence that we are not. Judgment is thus the revelation of whether or not we are really living in Christ, of whether or not the seed of the Spirit has taken root and is growing in our lives, of whether or not we are attached to the true and life-giving vine. This process of fruit-bearing can be connected to the sacraments. God plants the seed of the Spirit in us in baptism. The life that is planted in baptism is fed by the Eucharist. As Jesus said, quote, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. <clears throat> Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Of course, merely receiving the sacraments is no guarantee that one will bear fruit and so proved to be a disciple. One implication of the parable is that the church contains both wheat and tares, both those who bear fruit and those who do not. We must, by faith, receive the life that is presented to us in the sacraments. We must, by acts of the will, follow where the Holy Spirit leads us and say no to the world, the flesh, and the devil. In some, the planted life takes root, grows, and bears fruit. In others, to borrow from another agricultural parable, the planted life is hindered by temptation and the riches and cares of this life so that it does not take deep root or bear fruit to perfection. <clears throat> we must have ears to hear 
and eyes to see all that the liturgy presents to us. We must listen to the word of God and let it challenge and change our behavior. We must prepare for communion with sincerity of heart, with a genuine confession of sin, and with a real effort to reconcile with any we might have offended. We must receive Christ by faith and let his presence produce new attitudes and new behaviors in us, all the good works that God's prepared for us to walk in. The Christian life begins in prayerful communion with God and ends with fruit. Today's epistle highlights what this fruit or new behavior looks like. Quote, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, a heart of compassion, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, even so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which you're also called in one body, and be thankful. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God and the Father by him. This is the kind of new behavior that bears witness to the life of Christ in us. This is the fruit God is looking for when he comes to bring his harvest home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.